This is Stephen Hart, host of the Trailblazers.fm podcast, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 56 of Chasing Dreams. And today I have a fun guest for you guys. Uh, we met over the summer, and he's fantastic. He's doing amazing things, and he's from my hometown of Maryland. Well, right now he's located <laughs> in Maryland. So, you know, safe to say there. Um, I'm going to just keep him there. Stephen A. Hart. He is the founder and host of Trailblazers.fm, a business podcast that explores and highlights the stories of successful black professionals, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders. The podcast is a weekly broadcast that has been downloaded by audiences in over 55 countries globally. That's amazing. And he's sought after as a market professional with extensive experience in, you know, lots of things, including event planning, social media web and digital media. He's great. I'm skipping this because I really want to get to the other stuff because he's so fun that you guys are going <laughs> to love the content. So Stephen was born in Kingston, Jamaica. He moved to the U.S. when he was 16 and later attended the University of South Florida, Tampa, where he attained his B.A. in business management. Here's the cool part. Stephen was recently selected to the 2016 class of the Black Enterprise 100 Modern Men of Distinction. And the Trailblazers.fm podcast was recently featured on the homepage of iTunes podcast for Black Voices in Business. That is amazing accolades. And so uh, Stephen's passion is, of course, to teach other aspiring entrepreneurs how to build, market, and grow their own highly sought-after business. And with the things he's already accomplished in the short beginnings that he's had, you definitely want to check him out. And we're lucky enough to have him here on the show today. Steven, how's it going? Amy, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't believe you're introducing me like that. <laughs> thank you so much. So you guys may have heard mention of a Stephen Hart on the podcast episode I did with Donald Kelly. I think that was episode 51. That's and right. this is Stephen, who we mentioned on the show. <laughs> <laughs> really quickly, Steve. So we met at Podcast Movement, right? That's right. And you did not know me. I did not. True. I false. quickly quickly found out a lot about Amy J. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it true? I just kind of came up to you. Yes, you did. I and and you were amazing at <laughs> just being able to. We met in passing. I mean, you approached me. We talked. And before I knew it, you would just pop up <laughs> at whatever point during the show <laughs> with ideas. Let me tell everyone listening right now how much of a connector you are. 
and just the tips that I even learned from you, Amy, you were able to talk with me and without getting, giving me too much about chasing dreams, I had to come home and actually research you and figure out what chasing dreams really was because your goal at that, at that conference was really to pour into me and to help me um, reach people who I thought I would want to interview for the Trailblazers podcast. And I appreciate you doing that. And you connected me to a couple people that, you know, are already interviewed for, for the podcast. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Because I'm going to cut him off before talking more about me. Because Steven, I've been trying to get him to meet this other black professional, both wonderful people. The other individual I met at the previous podcast conference uh, you know, and when I meet two awesome people, you know, awesome people should always meet awesome people. And I <laughs> kept trying and trying to get them. And it would be like, I, I find one and the other is like at the other end of the room somewhere where I can't see them. But in the end, it did work out. And yes. I'm because he's doing an amazing thing. And we're going to talk about that because I want to talk about what you're doing right now. So quickly, before we get to what you're doing now, let's talk a little bit about your past real quick. Sure. Did you always want to do marketing? Is that something that was in you? No, actually, I. So as you mentioned in the intro, I was born and I grew up in Kingston, Jamaica, and I'm the son of a creative mind, an entrepreneur. My dad was a trained chef, but he is someone who is a playwright, an author, a painter, an interior decorator, and the list just goes on. He's just creative mind. My mom was also someone who worked a nine to five but would come home to a side hustle all the time. So from a young age, I always was someone who had, you know, was just chasing dreams, right? Chasing after big dreams. And I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Hence, I did a BA in business management. I just wanted to figure out how was I going to manage my own business? And that was all I wanted out of college. Really? And yeah, and I, the, the challenge came when I left college. I didn't know which direction to go in. And, you know, I, I went through several jobs in a very, in, in that early stage out of college, trying to find myself. And I ended up in a mortgage career for about six, seven years before I actually founded my first company, my first startup. And so I was in the mortgage world and I did financial services for quite some time, even into my mortgage career. I'd started uh, trading, trading the foreign exchange markets and I had other people beginning to, to say, hey, you know, we'd want to invest with you. A partner and I founded a company that uh, we later created a fund for trading the FX markets. And through me running that company over a seven-year period, I found that, you know, one of the things I had an interest in and a passion for was social media and marketing and online digital media marketing. And I would invest my own personal time and money in learning about uh, these different marketing strategies and, and how to set up different campaigns and, and the like. And so in, the, in 2011, I sold my stake in that company, got out, went back into the corporate world and was trying to figure out, you know, what it is that I really want to do with my life. And I was thinking about the things that I really enjoyed and I wanted to get away from financial services. The reason I left was post-08, the market became very compliance-driven, and it was just a nightmare. And it was difficult for a small business 
to really manage the compliance demands of, of running that business. And so I was like, you know, I'd always done mortgages and, and trading and everything I had done to that point required some compliance element. And I was like, I want to get away from that. And so, you know, I looked at it and I said, you know what? I really have a passion for marketing. And I started by consulting with, with, uh, smaller brands, both nationally and internationally. And I stumbled on a few friends who I'd seen on LinkedIn and I said, hey, you know, I have some advice for you about what you're doing. And I said, Stephen, why don't you run our marketing campaign? And with some ideas I had for them. And they said, you know, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> and I stepped into that role and one thing led to another. And today I actually got a, a full time job as a marketing and communications manager for a global software company. And so that's what I do in my nine to five. And that's what led to me being a marketer today. And then beyond that, you know, I have my my own side hustle, as you will, as the, the Trailblazers podcast. Wow. So when you were in college, you went to the corporate world, you did your initial job. Is that something you went into because you wanted to or because living was important, having, you know, finances to survive? Great question. So I, again, you know, my, my, my goal was always to get out on my own. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that goes both ways. I think, I think it was a matter of survival at that point in time, but me working in the, in, in the mortgage industry initially was, and I, and I did, I started off in that space on the service side and migrated to sales. And what I found that interested me and kept me going for that period of time was that sales and marketing in mortgages at that time was was something, and, and marketing in general for me, and the reason I think it captures my attention, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I can't do anything that's too monotonous oh, day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to have the challenge and the unknowns to thrive, you know, for me to be, to love what it is that I'm doing. And so, yeah, that's, that's what drew me to, to, to that end of, of, uh, uh, an, an initial career, if you will. Well, it's but interesting. obviously it also was survival, right? It is. Yeah. 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 But it seems like your choices were intentional to a point. Right. Because you also uh, in your next choice, when you enjoy social media, you know, kind of went that route. The fact that you reached out to your friends and gave what was essentially unsolicited advice. Right. Yeah, you know, you know, Amy, mm-hmm. my my wife and f- close friends of mine define my path as one of resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not had formal training for any of my three careers, if you will. Mm, OK. You know, stepping into mortgages. As I said, I stepped into a, a, a very low-end um, gig doing servicing with mortgage loans. And I looked out the window one day at, you know, I was working with HSBC Mortgage in Tampa. And um, I looked out the window one day and I was like, well, there aren't that many execs in this building and there's some really nice cars parked outside. What are they doing? And someone said, hey, you know, they actually are doing mortgage sales. And this was back, you know, at a point where the market was turning and beginning to, to, you know, property values were starting to climb again. And um, I said, you know, I have no knowledge at all, Amy, about (laughs) mortgage sales. 
I was like, I, that's what I want to do. And quickly started putting our, created a resume and put stuff out, you know, and, and I got a, an interview with a company called New Century Mortgage. And at the time they, they brought me in and they did an interview and two ladies were interviewing me and they're like, you know, you, you, you answered all our questions very eloquently, but you have zero experience for your, your interviewing for, but you know, let's introduce you to this guy. And I got introduced to a gentleman by the name of Jerry Dinas and Jerry brought me in. He was a very successful wholesale, you know, sales executive on the East coast of the U S at the time. And he's making, you know, a very, a very good living at doing what he was doing at the time. And he said, you know what, Stephen, I'll bring you in and I'll train you and teach you everything I know inside of six months. And then you have six months to prove to me that you can swim on your own. And if you do, then you've got a gig. And I got, got through that and became a very successful uh, sales exec at that point in time on my own in my mid-20s in Florida, making a, a very good six-figure income. But, you know, it was just, up, up, uh, you know, a determination, you know, to, to say, hey, you know, that's what I, I, I'm going to do. And I did it. Same thing with starting my own company. I had no business, really, you know, saying I'm going to start a fund. You know, <laughs> I but didn't you have did it, four, yeah. four months training, but I did it and I figured out what I needed to figure out along the way. And, you know, I had some real horror stories in each of these roles, you know, in times where, you know, of course I had my valleys, right. Sure. And, you know, I fought through them and came out other end on top, you know. But so. Stephen, given that that's your personality, right. And knowing everybody has a different kind of mindset and looking back and your experience, would you recommend what you did for everyone or only people who are able to X, have this kind of a personality? I think that anyone has the ability to take action on um, their dream or their what they feel to be their purpose and calling, right? And it... it no matter you know whether whether someone has the the the, the personality like mine that's risk first right i'm I'm not a very risk averse individual right I'll jump in and figure things out as I go and I'm willing to fail and fail fast and I've learned that over time that you know i'm gonna t- i'm gonna jump in to and what I feel to be an opportunity and I know that along the way I'm going to fail. Oh, know, interesting. Okay. Through the process. Right. Right. So you, you, but, you've set your expectations appropriately. Absolutely. But you know, we, we are all going to stumble along the path in whatever we do. Right. So, you know, it's to me, you know, the only reason I'm where I'm at today, you know, with trailblazers or with, with my choice to, to sell my company and jump into something I had no business doing with, with trying to pursue a career in marketing, right? Mm-hmm. I had no f- formal, I don't have a formal degree in marketing or certification in marketing or work for some big firm. You know, I learned through, you know, really <laughs> through self-taught courses, right? And, you know, just time and experience. And I think anyone can do that uh, degree, right? Depending on what it is that they're, they, they're passionate about doing, whether it be entrepreneurial or in the corporate world, as well, you know, we 
we set our own limitations. And Amy, one of a, a quote that's become a mantra of mine is that, you know, limits are for credit cards, right? You, Did you make that up? <laughs> it's, it's something I heard uh-huh. and I've, I've, I've adopted it as my mantra okay. at this point. But, it, you know, I believe it to be true. You know, limits are for credit cards. I, I as I shared with you a minute ago, uh-huh. I, beyond my nine to five and beyond the Trailblazers podcast, I have two young children, you know, and one would naturally say, you know, with with a nine to five, which is truly more than nine to five for me, you know, I I manage marketing for a, a, a software company globally. And at some some nights I have to be on a call with my team in Japan, right? And, you know, in the midst of that, I decided to pick up and start a podcast. And I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old that randomly will come through this door at some point in time and peek on me and say, hey, dad, you know, we need to hang, right? So I have all these different pots going. Some people would say, oh, there's no way I could start a podcast, right? Or no way I could do something extra. And yet, you know, in with these three fires going, I'm already looking at the fourth and, and looking at other goals that I want to pursue for 2017, right? And I don't know where I'm going to find the time, but I know I'm going to get it done. And I think it, it, it's just, it's more so positioning your mindset to saying, you know what, these are my big dreams and putting them on paper and defining them and saying, you know what, you know, it's great to have dreams, but you have to wake up and take action, right, Amy? You have to wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to, open my Evernote or I'm going to get a notepad and start writing down these ideas and taking these dreams and ideas and converting them into actionable steps, right? And starting to flesh them out and say, you know, I have an idea to start an online business or to start a restaurant or to start whatever it is that you're passionate about. Well, what does that look like? You know, and to, to, to really to start to put that, to give that life. And, you know, I think anyone can do that, right? Absolutely. But let, let's show them how, because you are doing this right now. I mean, currently you have three with a fourth potential in the wings, right? Three fires going, one of an amazing podcast, right? You, you're juggling a day job amongst all this. I mean, I think one of the things I find is that people who have a day job feel that they can't chase their dreams because the day job is their life. That's all they can do. But here you have multiple things going on, multiple pots on the stove and a day job and a family and a life. And I'm hoping you sleep. I'm not sure. (laughs) Might have to ask your wife if you actually do sleep or if you're a robot, you know, but that's here or there. How do you do it? How do you manage all those things and still not let something suffer? Yes. Because I would imagine something should suffer and God forbid it be your family. I mean, you know. You do it for your family, I would think. I, I, I'll tell you one thing. My family does not suffer. There you go. I am very deliberate to make sure I'm as active a dad as I can be. So everything that I want to do for me, i.e. the Trailblazers podcast or anything else, has to happen around work and around my kids, which means what? You only have 24 hours in a day, right? So you learn to to live by a, a calendar, right? And you learn to, to schedule out your time. And so you know, let's talk, talk about this, right? Um, in, in regards to the time, Amy, it's uh-huh. a matter of taking out the fat, 
right? Taking out, you know, all the extras. I don't sit down and watch TV anymore. I just don't, you know, and if I get in a conversation with friends about Game of Thrones or, you know, some other conversation, it's like, what TV do you watch? I don't, you know, <laughs> here or there, I might turn on the TV. I'm an ESPN nut. So, you know, if I can get enough sports center to keep me abreast of what's happening with sports, that's great. But, you know, that's that's a few hours out of most people's nights that, you know, I claim I take back and push it towards my dream, right? Sleep is another thing you just mentioned. You know, I don't sleep an eight-hour night anymore. You know, some nights it's six, some nights it's four. What's your minimum? Hours. What you know how everybody seems to have a minimum just to survive the next the next day? Do you have a minimum? Four. Okay. I must get at least four hours of sleep because if I don't hit that pillow by two, I know my son is gonna jump on me and scream, wake up at six. And guys, it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different level. Mine is five. Yeah, right. mine is five hours minimum. Yeah. If I get six hours, I'm great. I'm absolutely great with six hours. Four is pushing it. That's that's where I, I get up and I, I might struggle for a couple hours the next day. But it's sleep, right? It's figuring out what you can do with that time when all your other responsibilities are behind you and you can carve out, you know, three, four, five hours at night or early in the morning if you're early to rise and say, you know what, this is the time I'm going to work on my own dream, right? If you're working a nine to five, you know, you can plan out your day. And, you know, if you have kids and you have to allocate the time to them, if you don't, that's even more time that you can spend working on your business when you're away from work. Now, can I ask a question, Stephen? When sure. You have kids, right? And kids are, are very busy. They have things going on. They have things you know, going on all the time. Depending on, on what age they are. I have, I have cousins who their mom takes them to Girl Scouts and then they have soccer practice. And I think she's just as busy as they are. Doubly so because there are two of them. And so, there's some activities that one has that the other doesn't. And so... Do you include that in your plan as I absolutely well? do. That's okay. what I said. I, I, I do all of the above. I do the Girl Scout. My wife and I, you know, we have the soccer. We have the Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. We have swimming. We have basketball. I mean, we have all of the above, well, right? But if you have all of the above, is there a way to address that? You know, you're talking about finding chunks of time at night, possibly, or the morning, or maybe in between if you have a lunch break that's long or something. But if you know that that's coming, right? For example, this uh, we're recording this in... August and school time's about to come up. Do you do anything to kind of account for that? Ahead? Absolutely. Absolutely. So everything for me is about processes and systems, right? Mm-hmm. So I recognize what needs to get done. And I'm a big believer in, in having systems in place, right, Amy? So, you know, when I, when I say systems, so I live, you know, first off, I, lo- I love apps. I love applications that can help me on the go. And I love applications that, can sync between my desktop and my phone, right? So um, what do I mean by that? For, for those listening that are, are familiar with Evernote, that's, that's a lifeline for me. I right? love Evernote. So Evernote is an app that allows me to document ideas, right? In, in, in text or in audio, I can, you know, hit record and record my voice. But here's where I use Evernote for systems, right? So... I craft uh, responses for everything under the sun, 
So if if I if you and I are out and we you know we're out at lunch and I meet someone and I'm like, hey, you know, you'd be great for the podcast, and immediately I could jump in my phone phone and pick out a response that I've already somewhat tailored towards that individual that I can personalize in some way in two seconds and drop it to them. And, you know, that takes care of itself. And that person goes on to schedule a podcast and have automation on the back end that takes care of making them aware of when, you know, we're going to talk and what's next and da, 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 da. Right. So when you say you have a response in your Evernote, are you saying you kind of have like a somewhat base of a template? template? Yes. Okay. Somewhat of a base template, right? Mm -hmm. Other things that I do. So we're in summertime and we just talked about, you know, kid activities. So I know in, in a few weeks when the kids go back to school, you know, it's going to take away my time that I would naturally have to do a bit more, right? So that I have the ability to do now. So I'm deliberate to batch, right? So I'm batching a lot of interviews that I'd want to get done right now. By the time I get through tomorrow, I would already have had two months, the next two months of interviews, two and a half months of interviews done. Right? So it's amazing. That's, that's, that's so that's ahead of time. That's something I no longer have to worry about, right? I can focus that energy and time on doing research for, you know, what's next, you know, podcast guests that I want to interview. I can look at so many other things. I can allocate the time that I have toward, right? So, you know, for me, it's, it's batching them up, you know, and, and doing things, you know, so we kind of put the cart before the horse. For me, you know, one of the things that, and I come back to Evernote, if you're working a, a full time and you have this idea in your head, you know, Amy, what I did to put trailblazers in place was was really using Evernote to to sit down and start to flesh out somewhat of an uh, a, a business plan and not a traditional business plan in, in, in the sense of, you know, having all these different categories on financial plans and marketing plans and da 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 da. You know, I used Evernote to start crafting this idea and beginning to work out the why. And beginning to, you know, pick at the scab of, you know, who is this going to serve and, and how is it going to serve them and, and why would they even be interested? And, you know, I mean, really breaking down what initially was an idea and making it real. To me, everyone can start with downloading Evernote. Everyone can start with saying, you know what, I have an idea and really start to give this idea life every time an idea comes to you. You have a smartphone, you can pull out your phone, jump in that Evernote, add to that idea, right? And you come home, you can jump on your desktop or your laptop or your iPad and open your Evernote and pick right back up where you left off. That is the and beauty of Evernote because it does sync. It syncs everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can begin to to work work through this, right? A comedian doesn't just give a joke and it's a hit. A comedian gives a joke to this audience and that audience and this audience and keeps working at that joke until he has enough jokes to create a set. Same way, you know, you need to be able to keep working at this idea and picking it apart, you know, bit by bit. And it takes it takes time. It's not something that happens in a day or a week or even a month. I had the idea for wanting to start a podcast three years ago. It didn't. I wouldn't say Trailblazers materialized as the idea 
that it now is, it's now been brought to life as until maybe midway through last year. And I spent about six months, you know, with, with the bug in my ear from, from your prior guest, <laughs> Mr. Donald Kelly, who just, you know, said, Hey, you know, let's, let's make this happen. Right. And I picked away at trailblazers until it became something that I said, you know what, this now has color and dimension. And, you know, it, this is exactly what I want. So it's like an artist who has, has clay and just keeps molding and crafting and, and throwing away pieces and adding, you know, till it becomes what they want. Right. Absolutely. And guys, just real quick, as a side note, if you don't have a smartphone, that doesn't mean it's impossible. Get yourself a little notebook, a moleskin or something. And you can Absolutely. always transfer it to a computer or, you know, record it to there. There are ways uh, Stephen's giving one easy way, especially if you have a smartphone, but there are other ways. And if you're not sure how to do it, you know, reach out to one of us. We can help you with that. Absolutely. A journal will do. I mean, Evernote oh, is just yeah. is just a digital journal is mm-hmm. all it is. Right. Yes. So if, if you operate better with having, a, you know, handwriting notes, you know, I still have a, a journal that I that, that sits at my desk at work with me and because I listen to podcasts so much, so many times we listen to to podcasts, right? And there is there's a nugget, right, that someone says and you just want to capture that nugget, right? And actually have a journal just for those nuggets, those quotes or those sayings or those isms. And I jot them down in my little journal. And so I still believe in in, in you know handwriting some things. And if that's that's the way you're wired, absolutely. Evernote is just you know, that it's, it's a digital journal that allows you to, to be able to have that journal wherever you are. If you have a smartphone, great. You know, you always have that journal to handwrite your notes, but if you want to carry your own one, you know, make no excuses, just get it done. And that's, that's an example of your system. Yes. That's one of the big pieces, right? As I said, you know, there are many apps that I use, Mm -hmm. but you know, Asana is another app that I use. Um, that allows me, it's, it's more of a digital project management tool that allows me to create different projects and task things out within that project and set deadlines to them, assign them to someone. You know, if, if you have a VA or a, a virtual assistant or someone else working with you, or if you don't, you know, that's fine. You can assign yourself, you know, uh, you, the tasks that you want to work through. But it's a, it's a great way for you to create a visual of different projects. So once you have your idea fleshed out and you have it defined and you've given yourself very clear, smart goals, right? Now you need to convert these goals into actionable projects and tasks, right? And so... Tools like Asana or Productive or some people use Trello or, you know, whatever it is, right? Or again, coming back to, you know, a, a, a paper format, you could blow out an Excel spreadsheet and create an action plan, right? There's always a way. There's always a way. So, you know, for me, I gravitate to digital, but you can create different projects. So, you know, if you're starting a podcast or you're starting an, an online e-commerce store or, you know, whatever it is you're, you're putting in place, you know, you're going to have to, to have different things that you're focused on at different times, right? Whether it be the marketing or the operation or the sales, right? And within each of those, you have other things that blow, blow out, right? So within marketing, you're going to have to worry about you know, your email marketing, you're going to have to worry about your social media, you're going to have to worry about print and your brand 
and your strategy around each of these different things, right? And so it's it's a lot for you to be able to sometimes keep track of and make sure that you know you're doing things consistently. With some a tool like Asana, you know, you can create a template, right? I can create a project and say, you know what? I want I'm going to create a podcast, right? And I want every episode to come off flawlessly and make sure I do all these things. Well, within a tool like, you know, within one of these project management tools, you could create a template and say, this is a checklist of every item that must go off for this to be a perfect published drop of an episode, right? So you want to send out invitation in a certain way and schedule an interview and request you know, all these different items from your guests and, you know, you go through all these items, right? And at the end, you want to make sure you, you publish and you, you, you do your promotion through social media and da, 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 da. So Stephen, and, to use your example right there that you're, you're talking about, say we're publishing an episode of the podcast, right? So yes. you're saying take the entire podcast production process for one episode and break for one it up. Episode. So yes. So create the perfect episode. What would have to happen for that to be quote unquote perfect, right? Right. In terms of you making sure you get through everything, you create a template for what needs to happen. And then, you know, essentially it's not automated, but you know, once you've created that, if, if you're comfortable with digital, you know, you can use a project management tool to simply duplicate that for every episode. Right. And so now you have a checklist. That, you know, it's, it's as simple as just following a checklist, right? You know that, okay, I'm going to interview Amy J, you know, okay, I need to make sure I do all of these things pre-recording. I need to do all these things during the recording and I need to do all these things post-recording mm-hmm. and do all these things once I publish. And it's clearly defined. There's no guesswork, right? Right. So, and you, you know, just and repeat. rinse and repeat. And you're saying we could do this. For anything, it's not just a podcast thing. It's just if I'm writing a book or um, absolutely blogging, or if I, I don't know, uh, want to learn a language, maybe break down a lesson plan or yes. something. So you're saying take a big problem and take it, break it up into smaller parts, things that are absolutely. repeatable. Absolutely. Today in my full time job, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing that for you know restructuring what. What, what I like to call standard operating procedures, SOPs, right? I do them for webinars. I do them for large events. I have to manage and execute trade show events globally. Well, I want to make sure that no matter, you know, whether I'm doing a small meeting, you know, for a uh, hundred or 200 people attending, or I'm doing a show in San Diego in a couple months, and it's attended by 25,000 people, and I have this big booth, well, you know, I want to make sure I execute this thing flawlessly. I do the same thing, Amy. I go through and I create, a, you know, a checklist, right? That I know I'm going to hit all these things, right? To, you know, based on whatever project it is, you know, if it's a live event. Well, I know whatever live event I do, these things must happen for me to to make sure I'm on point, Right. And and it's a part of, you know, just making sure you are committed and, you know, committed to your brand, right? To your, to the message you want to, to put out. I want to make sure that whether someone is listening to the Trailblazers podcast or, you know, 
accessing anything that I'm putting my hand on that, you know, they're going to say, you know what, Stephen Hart is doing this and, you know, he's going to pull off exactly what, you know, he always does. Right. Flawlessly. So see, you do this over and over, right? You're creating processes that build upon other processes and together they build the success of what you're looking for. Do you ever go back and revise it? Yes. Every day. Okay. So, <laughs> All the time. Is, so you're saying it's important to, to, it's, it's not, it's not a one-time thing. Okay. Yeah. You're always working on it, Amy. You're always, because you know, I'm not going to profess and tell you that this is perfect process, right? It, it, it's as it's what you would envision to be perfect. But when you go through and you do something, right? So when I go through and I create a checklist for a webinar or a trade show, when I get through that event, you know, every day, for, so for example, with a trade show, you know, every day we're at a show, you know, we end a day and we look at, you know, well, what did we miss? You know, well, how could we have improved on you know, the, the day or the event as a whole, where were the holes, you know, and, and, we, and so we come back and we add to our checklist, right? We, we improve on it, you know? So yeah, you're always working at it to, to make it better than it, than it is at the present point in time. Is this how you're able to juggle three different fires and, and potentially a fourth is just with these processes and resources like the uh, Asana and Evernote to help kind of get you through each one? Those are big, big pieces to it. Yeah, absolutely. It helps to keep you focused on what, <laughs> what you need to get done at any given point in time, because with so many things happening, and if, if your listener is accustomed to doing one thing and doing it well, great. But when you have multiple things happening, you know, you'll start to spread yourself thin if you don't have you know, systems in place and, and something clearly defined to say, okay, this is what you need to get done today. Right. Because then, you know, you step in and, you know, any given day I, I get to work, I have way more work than I have time. So, you know, you have to be able to prioritize and look at, you know, well, what were your goals? And again, you know, it's, it's, it, everything is as simple to me as defining what are my goals and what are the action steps I'm going to take to get to my goals, right? It has to be clearly defined right throughout the process, right? So, you know, if if I step into a day and I don't have actionable tasks, I feel out of place. I feel like, you know, and I end up doing something random or, you know, and then I get through the day and I, I don't feel accomplished. I don't feel like I actually made use of my time. So that's where, you know, some of these tools come to play and, and they helped me to to stay on it, right? <laughs> if if I didn't do my part and set up my tasks for you know a particular day or week, you know, and I'm I'm human, right, Amy? I'll get home and the kids will say, "Hey, Dad, you know, you want to watch Ratatouille with me, or you know, hang out." And you know, if I don't know that I have certain tasks to get complete, guess what? I'm gonna get lazy too, and I'm gonna plop myself in the couch with the kids. I'm probably fall asleep and not get my work done, right? So that's where Evernote, that's where Asana, that's where, you know, all these tools come to play. You know, it, it's boring, not boring, but it can get monotonous at times where, you know, it's like you're going through, you know, this process, this never ending process, right? But it feels rewarding when you lift your head up and you're seeing things, you know, every week, I, I feel like every week, every month, 
you know, as I look at this podcast now, Amy, and I'm, I'm seeing, you know, you know, or reaching into new countries almost every week. And I'm only six months into being a podcaster, you know, and 55 countries, 55 countries. And every month, you know, I see these download numbers steadily increasing. They're not where I want them to be. So I have a lot more work to get done, but it's progress, right? I'm, I've set a goal and, you know, I'm experiencing success and success is defined for me by the progressive realization of the goals I've set, right? So, you know, I'm not, you know, this is something that's always, I'm always working toward, right? But I am seeing that progressive move in the right direction. And so, you know, when I lift my head up and I hear, you know, well, you know, the, the black enterprise thing or, you know, the iTunes thing, iTunes thing, there's no such thing as black voices in business, you know, a, a month ago, right? That was just me holding my head down and working through, you know, and then, surprise you know these things happen along the way where you know um right you don't do it for the recognition god God smiles on you right Right, that's what i'm saying you know like you know you do uh, you know trailblazers was born out of a desire for me to hear positive stories about real people doing good things Uh, you know like right now we barely go a week without hearing negative stories in the media a day yeah it's rare, right? Like right now, I feel like, you know, we have this great lull because, you know, everyone's focused on the Olympics. Doesn't mean bad things aren't happening. It means the media is focused on the Olympics right now, right? And, you yeah. know, but, you know, it's like whether we're, we're black or white or other, you know, most people today feel angry and frustrated and helpless. I feel that, you know, and as a parent of... Two young brown children, you know, who I'm having to raise up in this society, you know, I wanted something different for them. And and one day the light bulb went off and I'm like, you know what? A narrative in the news and the stories that were, were around me didn't align, you know, and I'm like, you know, this is what I, I, I'm looking at, you know, college friends and neighbors of mine who who were black and, you know, they're they're now working in careers 10, 15, 20 years, and they're experiencing this tremendous success. And I said, you know what? Why am I not telling about their stories instead of just what we hear in the media? And, you know, media portrays as positive messages. Sometimes it's about athletes and musicians. And I don't necessarily want my kids to grow up and think that they have to be a rapper or, or a football player or a basketball player. Nothing wrong with any of those. But I thought that there was so much more that, you know, they could aspire toward. And so that's what Trailblazers was, was you know, was really about. And, um, you know, I'm happy that I was able to give a voice to that. Right. And um, and so, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? You don't you don't have to change the channel probably more than five times and you'll find a story about someone in television or radio or, you know, I mean, in those industries, but to find successful professionals in business or corporate leaders or engineers, physicists, it's not as common. And it's amazing. It's, it's the success you have isn't surprising to me, at least. I mean, I've always grown up and been around people who, who are focused on higher aspirations, if you will, and, and are doing amazing things, many of whom were on, on my show and hopefully will be on yours soon. And their stories are just as interesting. It's just not as highlighted. 
Exactly. Unfortunately. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? I, I don't care. It's great when you have, you know, somebody who's an influencer or, or celebrity here or there, but that's not my goal, right? My goal is to tell about everyday professional who, you know, is working hard. And, you know, the common thread, Amy, mm-hmm. for me, you know, I, I'm deliberate in my interviews to keep certain questions, you know, certain parallels, very common thread throughout our, our interviews. But you're hearing the parallels, right? You're hearing hearing common threads, common themes. And one of the common themes I've I've learned having interviewed now, you know, I'm almost 30 episodes in, is uh, you know, people found their purpose and their passion and they're really just working through it. They keep going, they just keep trying through the failure. They keep working through it, you know, and it's the same thing I do. You know, it's like I have failed. A million times, Amy. If my wife could come down here right now and tell you, <laughs> she'd be like, you know, this this guy, you know, will not stop at anything, right? I have no reason to continue pushing ahead, except for the fact that I just really believe that, you know, there's more. And so, you know, just keep pushing. And it's awesome because, you know, as we said, that it's not you can find a movie about so many people in the arts. And there's nothing wrong with that, guys. Let me be clear. There's nothing wrong. With that, we, we have nothing against that. We're just saying that there's not as bright a light in these other areas. For example, there's a movie coming out in 2017, The Winter. I don't know if you heard it yet, Stephen. It's um, called Hidden Figures, and it's about NASA's female African-American mathematicians. And it's a movie all about them. And the thing wow. is, is that that's not a typical movie. Right. Right. If I could say that was a typical movie, then you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Right. right. The right. fact that that's a standout movie, I think Taraji P. Henson's in it, you know, a number of A-list caliber actresses are in this movie. Octavia Spencer, Chanel Monet. Wow. It, it's amazing. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But that's shining a light in its own way. Right. But it's a small light on a big thing. But you're doing some amazing things. And the people you're interviewing is just as inspiring. And guys, you should definitely check out trailblazers.fm. That's the link, which will all be in the show notes. Now, Stephen, before I let you go, typically I ask people, hey, what's one thing you would ask? You gave a lot of actionable steps today in this episode. And guys, if you didn't realize that, we're about to summarize it. So I'm going to ask you two things. One, for someone who just listened to this episode and got lots of information, can you put it in an order of, I don't know, well, one to five of things that they should do if they're like, you know what? He's right. Let me do this. What should they do? And then two, the second part question is what are five? I say five because you're probably going to include Evernote and Asana that you would recommend to someone. So the first one, can you summarize the order that people should probably work on something? Sure. Um, so s- step one is to get your idea on paper, right? Get your idea on paper. You know, as, as soon as you have an idea, you need to be able to write that idea down way too often. If you're entrepreneurial, you know, you, you have many ideas. We all do. We have the shiny object syndrome. Something happens, we're in a shower, we're in a car, we're at work, you know, you're, you're, 
going through life and you experience, you know, something that, that, ha- you know, creates this idea, you need to get it out of your head because by the time you move on to the next area of your day, a time of your day, you're likely to forget that. So the first thing you have to do is get your idea on paper. And once you have your idea on paper, the second thing you have to do is, is start to figure out, you know, if it is something that you really want to pursue, you need to figure out, you know, how do you start to, to give that life, right? You need to understand, you know, is this something that is of value to someone else? And who is that audience, right? And, you know, so you need to, to understand, okay, you know, this is my passion and this is my, you know, this is what I feel a calling to do. But you, you need to make sure that you're not just going to go put all this energy and time and money into something that no one wants, right? So when you've started to put this idea on paper and put some framework around it, you need to start asking, you know, doing some market research and saying, okay, you know, is this something that other people would want? Very important. Before you do anything else, you need to actually sit down and figure out, you know, who's going to be the target audience for this. And you need to go to that target audience, not your mom or your dad or your wife or your husband. Unless they're in know? the audience, but chances are they're not. Unless they're in the audience. Chances right? are but they're not, though. I didn't tell my, and you know, I, I had the idea for Trailblazers in my head for a minute, fleshed it out, talked to people who I thought were my tar- target audience and got confirmation that, hey, you know what? This is something I would have an interest in before I told my wife, before I told my family, you know, by the time I told them, I already had things really, you know, concrete in my head. And I was sure about what it was I wanted to do. And it's not that should have deterred me necessarily, but you could have, right? Or yep. they could have. Yeah. And they could have talked me off of the shelf of something that was it and is today something that is valued by others, right? So, you know, once you have your idea you know, get some market research done, right? And once you have confirmation from some market research that, you know, you're starting to do, market research is, isn't something that has to be, you know, expensive or, you know, very involved. It's a matter of you saying, hey, you know, who do you think this is going to serve? You know, who's the demographic? You know, how, is, it, is it black women? Is it, you know, teenagers? Who is your product or service going to serve? And, you know, once you've defined who you think it is, you know, you need to start being able to go to that audience and say, hey, you know, and don't ask them directly, you know, hey, do you do you think the Trailblazers podcast would serve you? That's that's not going to it's not going to. Yeah, right. You need to be able to tap into, hey, you know, understand what it is that they're doing around said idea or topic in general and say, hey, you know, are you having issues, problems? around this what could help you to 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 do this better you know or is there a service that maybe could be um of help to you right and start to get their opinion in general around that idea right and then you can probably express if if you know you're moving in the right direction if and when you know start to say hey you know would you have an interest in this right not not pitching them you know, but just starting to, and, and if you do, you know, what would it look like, right? You know, what would it do? And you're taking notes, right? You're starting to build out this idea and you keep working towards it, right? Next step would be, you know, starting to create goals around now putting this into 
you know, from, from the paper to actually realizing it. Right. So, you know, look up smart goals, you know, you want to get some smart goals on paper and then step four, you know, taking this to, you know, an actionable plan. You know, like I said, that's where I use tools like Asana. That's where Asana comes to play where I say, okay, you know, I'm going to start creating a project around, you know, my goals and setting tasks out, you know, with defined timelines, you know, where I've set a due date and I'm able to, you know, to, to start working towards realizing those goals, right? You have to put, you know, faith without action, right? It <laughs> doesn't work, doesn't, right? Doesn't do it. So you have to put action in and then, you know, that's it. Step five, take action, you know, start working your plan, start working your plan, start getting those tasks done. Right. So five steps, guys, five, five steps. steps. Now, right. five apps that can help them. Wow. No, you don't, you don't describe them. Just name them. I would say in terms of action, like productivity, as I mentioned before, we talked about Evernote and we talked about Asana. Mm -hmm. Other apps that I use, I am a social media nut. (laughs) Um, I live in social media and I'm going to tell you guys, you know, that the power of social media, the power of Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, you know, Facebook is great. Everyone's on Facebook, but I'm going to tell you that depending on what you're doing, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram have great power. Great power to help you getting things accomplished. And here's how. You can go in Twitter and LinkedIn and you can bypass any gatekeeper to get access to people that you want to network with, that you want to connect with, or that you want to do market research on as potential customers, right? Twitter I have used Twitter for Trailblazers podcast to connect to people I never thought I would be able to reach for the next year, right? And, you know, we can talk about Twitter strategy in a different time and space, right? But, (laughs) you know, I I invite anyone to connect with me on Twitter or however, you know, wherever you are in social and we can talk about that some more. But those are apps I live in. If you ask me, you know, top five apps I live in, like I said, you know, I'm on Facebook, but Facebook has become um, a little bit more difficult with the organic reach. And, you know, I just found that I can get a lot done within Twitter and Instagram, especially um, Instagram. You know, you have a visual to what's happening and with use of hashtags, you can really get a pulse real time for, you know, where people are, what they're using, what they're saying. It's very important for you to be able to understand the the market lingo, the language of your audience. And so, you know, whatever product or service you're hoping to provide, you can then look in on social media and get a, a, a get a feel, get a, a, a vibe for, you know, how people speak, what they have, you know, issues with, right? You can use platforms like Tagboard, I hope I'm saying that right. Tagboard is a, a website that you can actually look at, you know, hashtags across platforms, right? And see, you know, uh, you know, what, how people are using that hashtag and, and what, you know, commentary, what captions, what copy, you know, they're, they're using their own that and, and start to tap into, you know, potential problems and figure out what solutions you could provide 
to that audience, right? So social media around the, the productivity apps with Evernote and Asana, I would say, you know, using social media. Wait, wait. So are your five apps Evernote, Asana, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn? Yes. Okay. I was, I was trying to make sure. I was like, wait, is he going over five? No, that sounds like five. Okay. Yep. So guys, check that out. Those resources will be on the show notes page, although you should be able to figure out those links by yourself. Either way, um, Steven, thank you so much for jumping on the show. So much action. You summarized it in five. Guys, there's no reason for you not to go after this episode and start working towards your dream and taking action like Mr. Stephen Hart here. Thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate you having me on. And, you know, if your audience has any questions whatsoever, feel free to reach out to me. I am on social media, as I just mentioned. Um, you can can reach me uh, reach me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Steve Nahart, or the Trailblazers podcast is at TBPod on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thank you once again to Stephen Hart for coming onto the show and bringing nothing but knowledge. Such an action-packed episode, literally, including five steps for you guys to start chasing your dreams and five resources to help you chase your dreams. So if you can't remember, go ahead and rewind the episode or go over to the show notes page, which has a summary including those steps and resources and any links that were mentioned over at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 56. That's episode 56. And as always, guys, until the next episode, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.